0: Armed American Radio's daily defense.
1: Armed American Radio's daily defense because they don't want me to. That's why I do it. Presented by X Insurance.
0: X Insurance from the Six Hour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America, fighting the enemies
1: of freedom, Mark, Mark. Walters. 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 And here we go, round two, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense in the Sig Sour Studios now on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike, it's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance, Mark Walters, filling your prescription for freedom today. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing, brother? I'm here. Is that it? Yeah, I'm here. You're just here? hmm It happens on Mondays, I know. <laughs> yeah. It happens on Mondays. Yeah, well, I get the feeling. I get the feeling. It's so a fun hour with Andy Hoosier. It's, it's 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 rare we disagree, but he and I disagreed on the Donald Trump issue. If you're just joining the program, Andy, who I, I I made it clear I thought Trump should stay away from the debates at least for now. I don't think he has any reason to be there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think
2: uh, debating the rest of the clown posse is really beneficial for his time and for uh,
1: his efforts going forward. I agree. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask for your thoughts, but you just gave them to me. You want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I I think he's going to go there. But as I told Andy, the operative word is yet. Now it's just not right. It's not the right time. Yeah,
2: I I shake out a little bit. Right. I think the um, the only uh, candidate that has any kind of prospective future of the uh, of the remaining people that are, uh, you know, on the Republican ticket is uh, Vivek. And um, the rest are just grifting. We know Chris Christie's just a grifter. We know uh, Nikki Haley's just a grifter. Uh, We know uh, Asa Hutchison, who is just a grifter. (laughs) Uh, And uh, I mean, all of them are really just there for the campaign donations and for a little another title of saying "2024 presidential uh, candidate." You know, on their resume, that's all they're there for. They're not there. They're just wasting everybody's time. There's no. It's like Marianne Williamson on the Democrat
1: side. Another grifter. Yeah, Jesus.
2: I, exactly.
1: Does does Chris Christie honestly believe people would vote for this guy of? Does he really believe he'd have the Republican vote? I, I mean, you would think that he he would have to be honest with himself. But boy, I tell you, it would be fun to see Donald Trump go up against Christie on the debates and just bury the guy. It would be fun, and I think we're going to get that chance. I, I don't I don't know that that Christie makes it that far through the process. Yeah. Okay. By the time he gets on the stage, I do think that you'll probably see Vivek and uh, and uh, DeSantis be the two that shake out that when it comes time for the yet to appear. I think it'll be those three on the stage. And I tell you, I like what I'm hearing from Vivek at this point. Uh, He's got the right answers at the right time. Right now. Yeah, tell you what, you put him up against Trump, and th- you know, the world changes there. You know it's a whole different ball game when Trump gets up on that stage with him because he'll bury you. I've heard him.
2: I've heard Vivek give some good, uh, some good responses to some really, uh, well, somewhat stupid questions. But I mean, for the the moment, they were good answers. Uh, you know, he he gets asked all these stupid uh, social justice questions and all that kind of stuff, and you see that going around on on the internet and social media. And it, it's quite honestly, it's by somebody who's disingenuously. Uh, trying to ask a Republican a question, and then they may be surprised at the level-headed answer that he gives to them, and so they don't really have any way to humiliate him uh, in their social media circles. So you don't hear much back from him. Uh, And and to be honest, I'm surprised Mike Pence is still hanging around. I don't know why he even thinks that we care about him, um, other than he's just the other establishment pick uh, because Pence is uniparty. And, uh, you know, he's going to be more of a disappointment uh, than he was on January 6th uh, uh, as he goes forward, trying to continue to campaign like he's a legitimate uh, candidate for the Republican nomination, which he won't be. And if and and if surprisingly he ends up on some kind of a a ballot as the nominee, he will certainly lose to uh, to to Joe Biden or whoever they put up on the
1: Democrat side. He, He will will not wind up on a ballot. And I think he knows that. Another grifter. no Trump supporter out there is going to vote for him. You might have a few. Can't say no. Can't say never. Can't say none.
2: Yeah, there's there's some big but, dummies um, in the Republican Party that would that I think are establishment middle of the ground squishy rhinos that would vote for him. Yeah.
1: But you know that's few and far between. That's a fact. Speaking of uh, squishy rhinos, go to Tennessee quickly because in Tennessee today, ladies and gentlemen, a special session was convened for a push for gun control is what we're looking at over there and i don't think i i think you're going to see it collapse And know i'm I, i'm still trying to wrap my head around why lee is doing this he's not running again what's his purpose what is he trying to accomplish here is he trying to look like an establishment is he trying to look you see if he were running for another office, I could see politically why he would want to do this to make it look like he's doing something. To try to appeal to middle-of-the-road voters. Much like Scott did in Florida after Parkland, Greg, if you remember. I do. He was running for Senate. And after Parkland, the media pressure was intense, to say the least. Instead of Scott standing up and squishing everything immediately, saying, absolutely not will I screw 20 million of my state residents out of their constitutional rights. It's a non-starter, period. He played the game. And Florida got 3 a package of three gun control bills. You know, you, Ryan Petty's been on this show before. They look back in hindsight, and they all say they would have done things differently. Well, not that not, you know, you got you've got the, the anti-gunners over on that side of, of the of the family that they're out there pushing the radicals. But guys like Ryan Petty are like, yeah, well, you know, we would we would likely do something different at the time today than they did then for those bills. But if it were if he were in the position Scott was in, I could see him doing that, but he's not. Anyway, this is following the uh, Christian school shooting. And his call is for a red flag legislation. And as Alan Gottlieb mentioned last night, it's not a red flag that you see. It's, it, there are some differences. Lee is trying, I don't know how you even say it trying to protect due process. You can't protect due process in a red flag situation ever. Mm-mm. I don't know that there's any way you can do that. When you're talking about confiscating someone's constitutionally protected property, who has not been accused of a crime, who has committed no crime, who is not under indictment for a crime that would take their firearms from them. There is absolutely no way to incorporate due process in that process. You correct me if I'm wrong, Greg.
2: No, uh, you're not wrong. And I think I'm trying to remember the circumstances that I heard this, but I heard someone that was uh, out of the state of Tennessee saying that um, uh, Governor Lee is uh, doing this because he was really close to people that... um, that had uh, lost True. somebody. He, he had you know. Yes,
1: yeah, so he had friends, close friends. It, it, it touched him. I understand that.
2: And so that's why he's pushing forward with this. That's why he feels like he needs to do something. And, you know, I mean. Okay, look, well,
1: hold on a second. Hold on before you go any farther. So you mean to tell me a sitting governor is taking advice from friends instead of doing what's best for his party, the state, and the Constitution? It sounds that way. Yeah. That doesn't make me warm and fuzzy, does it make you warm and fuzzy?
2: No, because that you know what other awful, terrible legislation would he sign on to if mm-hmm. uh, it was close and personal. And this also means that he doesn't. If it's not close and personal, he may not also also take it into consideration if someone was asking him about some other kind of legislation. So I, I guess the only reason he considers something that would be anti-constitutional or unconstitutional. Um, would be if it was close and personal.
1: Well, AWR points out, let's just focus on the red flag issue itself. Again, there's some conundrums here. Let's let's get into this just a little bit. Because Tennessee does not have a quote-unquote red flag law. And as AWR points out, and has on the show before, it wouldn't have mattered if they did. No. Because the transgender shooter's parents did not even know she possessed firearms to begin with. It wouldn't have even mattered. Now, AWR reported a few months back that her parents knew she once had a gun, but they urged her to sell it, to get rid of it, and believed that she did. They had no idea that she had more firearms. She kept them hidden from her parents. Now, if you go back to what happened that day, she left home with a red bag which now her mother realizes contained firearms but didn't at the time so having no idea that the child owned that their child owned guns they would have had no reason whatsoever and i quote awr to call and trigger a confiscatory red flag protocol and the shooter had no criminal record she bought her guns legally and was not, like many of these other shooters we find out after the fact, have been on police radar. She was not. So he's trying to adopt a red flag. This is much like go oh, Biden coming after assault weapons when the killer used a Glock handgun, for example. We'll be back. Three more segments to go. Don't go away.
6: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion,
1: precision. Daniel Defense represents freedom, passion, and precision. Make sure to check them out at DanielDefense.com and get on that email list. You get some really cool stuff. Mark Walters in the Six Hour Studios with you today at AAR Ranch on the Crossbreed Holsters. Mike all, of course, being brought to you by the Great X Insurance. Let's change gears here. Just how bad is the culture war in America today, Greg? Good heavens. When you think the left can't go any lower, the left surprises you and does. I was never a fan of Queen when Queen was real popular, the rock group Queen. All right. I mean I like some of them be like, tie your mother down, absolute classic. Their concert at Live Aid, which I watched live. They hadn't been together for a number of years. It was an absolute classic. Over a billion people watched it. It was a phenomenal 20-minute set. Everybody loved it. I enjoyed watching it. But, it, you know, some of their music I liked, some of their music I didn't like. Not that big of a deal. Liked them, but, you know, okay, they were there. A couple tunes I really enjoyed. One of them is Fat Bottom Girls. You ever hear the song Fat Bottom Girls? Fat Bottom Girls, you make the and' world go round. You ever yes. heard it? Yes, yes. Great guitar riffs from Brian May in that song. Queen classic Fat Bottom Girls dropped from band's greatest hits collection for younger audiences. Mm. Stupid. Are you kidding me? I wish I was. Cancel culture? You can't. There are people out there that don't want you to hear music because they're woke? My kids love that song when I played it for them when they were little. I was sitting in car seats in the back of the truck, I'd crank it up because they just loved the words fat-bottom girls. It made them laugh when they were little, right? Mm-hmm. That's what little kids do. They see naked butts and they laugh, right? They hear fat-bottom girls. They laugh because of the name. You ever listen to the song? I highly recommend it for copyright issues because we're recording and we're on the internet. I'm not going to do that. But nonetheless, it's a great tune. Do we really want to get into music and talk about what I mean, you not me to make the comparison to some gangster rap? Holy crap. Have you ever heard some of it? I'm talking real hardcore street gangster rap. Whew. It's hardcore stuff. But I'm smart enough to know. Well, that's the First Amendment, right? You want to write that stuff? People want to buy it and you're getting rich doing it. Who am I to tell you not to do it? I don't have to like the lyrics. I don't have to like the message. But listen, you don't have to like this show. You don't have to like me and you don't have to like my message. But I have every right to sit here and talk to you about what I talk about. See, I understand the First Amendment issue, Greg. Because this is a First Amendment issue. What we're doing, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I get it. I understand copyrights. You know, I that's I get that, too. I have copyrighted work out there in the form of writings and books and other things. Okay, I've, I've applied for copyrights and trademarks. I own trademarks. I get all that. And I don't care. This is what makes this country great. I don't have to like what you have to say. If I don't want to listen to it, I can turn the dial. I don't have to buy it. I can shut it off. And I have a First Amendment right to call it garbage, divisive, and junk. But I will defend your right to say it, make it, play it, and get rich off of it if you can. I don't have a problem with that. But now we've got a classic song from a classic rock band that they this is a prime example of the ultimate form of lie of omission, right? Take it off of wherever it appeared, and no one will know it's even there. Whatever the next generation is, whatever they call themselves, won't even have a clue it's there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what they're trying to do to you and what they're trying to do with your firearms rights. It's just all the same tactics. This is evil, evil, evil all the way around. Greg, your thoughts on that? Woke gone what?
2: Uh, well, you know, like Trump said, everything woke turns to... Anyways, um, I'm curious. What's true, though, you know, but go ahead. Go ahead. Is this a CD collection or is this an album collection or well, is this just like this. a, a guess,
1: downloadable thing? I guess it's a greatest hits collection. Let's see. And in today's day and age, that's a great question. Uh, is it a physical disc thing? Yeah, I, mean, that, I, that, that, I, I, I was just in Best Buy today looking for new headphones, right? <laughs> Those stupid cans and I couldn't find any that that I wanted. I think what the
2: medium it, it's delivered on is going to determine the market audience because there's going to be an age group that is looking for the downloadable version, and then there's going to be an age group that's looking for it on record, LP, or CD. And well, those people yeah. may be upset and may not buy the, uh, the the greatest hits because, hey, they probably already have all the albums anyways and don't really care that they're remarketing and rebranding a bunch of uh, old songs that they've heard been listening to since the seventies and eighties and
1: they've already got the uh the, the collection, so you, you know, I you just thought it was at Best Buy. They sell vinyl there. Yeah. Across from me in the studio, I have a turntable and an absolutely beautiful Polk audio system in here. Sure. I can knock the walls down off of this place and tick off every neighbor within blocks of me if I really wanted to. I don't. Only everyone only when my wife's out of town. And some of my neighbors come over. <laughs> okay, that's a different story. But nonetheless, if whether it's on vinyl, whether it's a disc, whatever format people... See, I like vinyl So because I love vinyl. I mean, I like the sound of the crackle on the vinyl, right? To me, that's a, just the purest thing for me. It's like cooking over wood, right? To me, it's just a pure form of music. Because I bought my first albums when they were on vinyl. And I remember... Going to Disney with my sister-in-law and my wife years ago in Florida when they showed us the new technology that was coming out, and it was DVDs. And we were blown away because they weren't out to the public yet. It was in the Home of the Future deal that they did over at Epcot. How many people still use DVDs? I do. I do. There's, well, some, some do, yeah. But for the most part, people are streaming stuff now, right? All my DVDs are in a box in a storage shed. I'm actually trying to
2: buy up DVD collections so when they start going back and re censoring stuff from the past,
1: I'll have it and other people will be looking for it. Yeah, you know, something cool that I bought uh, oh, last year. And I have it here in the studio. And it's, it's original Outlaw Josie Wales on VHS. From, like, whatever year it came out. Was it 75 or something like that? All right. Still plastic wrapped. I think The I, real deal. I think I'd now, avoid I, the uh, VHS, but DVD. Well, I, I got it just to have because it's Josie Wales. Okay. And it's I don't have a VHS. I don't even know if you can get one anymore. But it's up there with some other cool stuff. It's up there with some other keepsakes. And woke culture wants to keep you from seeing this stuff and hearing this stuff that they don't like. Some, think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Think about that. Somebody doesn't like the lyrics. I mean, for, we'll close out with this. Would Could you even watch All in the Family today? Probably not. I mean, I could. Genius but. humor. Genius Because that show was designed to make Archie Bunker look like a buffoon in every show with everything he said. Our people are so stupid today, they can't figure that out. The geniusness of the writers on that show and it's lost on people because they're headline surfers they can't think they're soy boy latte drinking david hoggs little beta males oh so upset red bottom girls we'll be right back Following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you are making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Second half of the program for this hour begins. Second half of this hour, I should say, begins right now at AAR Ranch in the Six Hour Studios. Mark Walters on the crossbreed mic for you. It's all brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way and support all of our partners. You can find them all at Armed American Radio. Dot .com Greg did you want to comment any more on the fat bottom girls ridiculous queen woke nonsense that they won't even put a classic song from a classic rock and roll band on an album because they're just literally going to wipe it out or try anyway it's just more of an attempt to erase previous
2: culture that's all it is it's they're offended it's by everything Greg they're offended by everything that happened before they were born and they think that the world started uh, when they were born, and that everything going forward should appease to their feelings, and I'm just over
1: it. The arrogance is astonishing, isn't it? It is. That's what it is. It's arrogance. Absolutely. It is really, it's really incredible. Let's go to the ATF for just a moment, because uh, ATF, I've been pretty honest in my assessment. The AFT. Thank you, Joe Biden. I've been pretty, pretty, pretty honest in my assessment of ATF agents, and I asked the question on the show, A number of times of ATF agents, if you're an ATF agent listening to the program, if you know you're working for a weaponized agency at this point, and you're okay with what the agency is doing, and you're the agent on the ground going to law-abiding gun dealers and helping put them out of business, what does that say about you as a human being, as a person, as an American, who took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States? Greg? What does that say about that individual agent? I'm going somewhere with this, but I'm asking you on behalf of listeners.
2: Well, they're just uh, most likely they're just for their paycheck and they're willing to do anything that they
1: are told. So they're just following orders. Which doesn't go over well. Not at all. As history proves. Okay. But there's there's a method to the madness here. Because I have stated if you're an ATF agent that's sick and tired of what your agency is doing because you have some convictions – and you love your country, and you understand the Constitution and your oath, why are you still there? There's a story up today, Austin, Texas, hundreds of officers short as crime cripples the city. Now, the police union itself has warned, we don't have the resources. Homicides are surging. Violent crime is on the rise, double and triple digits. Why don't you go to work there? Why don't you go to work for one of the, I I would probably arguably say, hundreds of agencies around the country that are screaming for police officers, experienced officers, instead of working for that rogue, unconstitutional, rot-gut organization from the top down that you're working for. Unless you're proud of walking into a dealership that has been in business, gun dealership and FFL, that has been in business for 40-plus years and going back and doing an audit and finding clerical mistakes from 10 years ago, clear, innocent clerical mistakes, and enforcing a zero-tolerance policy from a gun-hating, anti-American, Constitution-hating, communist regime masquerading as a former Democrat Party in control right now in the White House. What does that say about you? Because if you're not doing that, I have no respect for you whatsoever. Because that tells me that you're working for the other side. That tells me that you don't like me because I'm doing what? Exercising a constitutional right, period. If I'm a gun dealer and you're trying to put me out of business, what does that say about you? Pretty much the same thing. I point that out because there are police agencies around this country that are screaming for help. Greg, wouldn't it be great? to see, you know, you had that entire department in Minnesota just resign. Last week, we're done. Morale is terrible. We don't have the support from city government. We're done. Police yourselves. We're out of here. Because I can promise you every one of those cops in Minnesota can go to Florida, make more money, pay no state income tax, and not have to deal with those harsh northern Minnesota winters ever again and many likely already have, or will.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Um, I'm curious as to if the situation where some of, especially Austin, because I live in this state and I know what's going on around here, if Austin is having a shedding of officers, or if uh, the amount of um, homeless and drug-addled and uh, just basically uh, belligerent people that have moved into the area has overpopulated to the police force. There's more citizens that are committing crimes and that are out on the streets doing nonsense, than then they have officers to help patrol. If they are at max capacity for what the uh, department can hold as right. a group of officers and they don't have uh, they don't want to raise more taxes in order to compensate for the salaries. And with the amount of the influx of people that are moving in that are not necessarily property owners and are not p- paying taxes essentially because they're moving into apartments or living in RVs or whatever. Um, if
1: in a van down by the
2: river maybe yeah, that too. Uh, you know, sleeping out of their vehicles, I know a lot of people do that uh, or out of tents in tent cities if they just have this influx of people that are not contributing to, the, uh, and this will be changing eventually the, the uh, property taxes um, if they just don't have enough income coming in for the department to be able to hire more officers, even though they may be at max capacity for the amount of officers that they can afford to pay. Uh, and that's where their deficiency is, whether they don't have enough officers to, you know, to fill the roles or if they're at, you know, full roles, but they don't have the money to hire more people on.
1: Yeah, and I didn't finish my thought in the before I went to you because I wanted you to get that out, is wouldn't it be great to see the ATF shed agents like what happened in Minnesota? It would be great to see the ATF disbanded. It would. But short of that happening, it would. I'd be damn proud to watch hundreds of ATF agents bolt. I'm not going to put up with this. I'm not going to do this to my neighbors, to my fellow citizens. I'm not going to let it happen. Well, I'm going to go somewhere where people value what I do for police work, where the city values me, where the where the elected officials value me, where the community values me for what I do. That will make policing better, by the way. But you, you were going to say something. You said, well, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure the FBI is going through the same similar reputation right? okay. damaging uh, time in our country as well. Uh, I don't you know, this is just a strictly novice perspective here. I don't know if and I'm sure that it wouldn't be that big of a deal um, for them to transfer over into local departments as ATF or FBI agents into certain capacities after going through the academy. If they may not be interested because the salary may be lower than what they're making
1: on the federal level. True. True. Although we are seeing in many municipalities, I think it was DeSantis that offered several thousand dollars in bonus to lure people down there. Right. Five, eight, ten thousand dollars based on pay grade. Right. Yeah, I think it was like a five grand bonus. Last
2: I remember that could be a little off. But I think it was five grand.
1: He's he's upped salaries in police departments. And, you know, look, we're seeing departments around the country shed good officers, places like San Francisco, et cetera. It's, It's happening everywhere. And it's sad to see what's happening in a place like Austin. I have a neighbor that took a job in real estate out in Asheville, North Carolina. I don't know if you know anything about Asheville, North Carolina, but it's a little tourist town not far from me in the mountains of North Carolina. It's aesthetically beautiful. It's a beautiful place. I hear a lot a about it. It's in Carolina mountains. It's gorgeous. It's a crap hole right now. Crime is through the roof in Asheville, North Carolina, in a beautiful what used to be a really safe little tourist town not anymore not anymore you're taking your life in your hands walking down the streets of Asheville North Carolina after dark even during the daytime more so at night and she's back home I saw her out walking her dog today she's back home good she can't she's so thrilled to be home instead of coming back and forth on the weekends she's moved back and she feels great about it because of what's happening in these woke cities when we come back, one more segment, Armed American Radio's Daily Defense continues in the Six Hour Studios on the Crossbreed Mics, all brought by X Insurance. We'll be back right after this.
6: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the
1: show. Indeed, back to the show. Final segment of the Monday edition of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense from AAR Ranch here in the Six Hour Studios on this powerful Crossbreed Holsters microphone, all being brought to you, of course, by X Insurance and all of our great partners. Visit them all at ArmedAmericanRadio.com. Support them for supporting the show pick up one of those my pillows trust me you'll thank me for that pick up some food from heaven's harvest some defender coffee you'll thank me for that pick up pick up a firearm from all of our great manufacturers out there the best in the world car north american arms daniel defense and of course the sig Sauer studios make sure to check them all out you can visit them all at armedamericanradio.com. Greg, there's uh, news breaking right now that Donald Trump's had a bond set at $200,000. Am I reading that correctly? Have you seen anything that in the newsroom there at Salem? Uh, I mean, I've been in here for two hours, so I wouldn't have seen anything from the
2: newsroom. Um, I, I'm seeing the same story as you as uh, okay. it looks like Gateway Pundit
1: is putting that out. Yeah, I'm seeing Epic Times has that out as well. So just to contrast that with all the dirtbags and scumbags, like the guys sniffing women in a whatever department store he was in the other day that's been out. Oh, I missed that. Oh, yeah. This guy was down there caught on video at a bookstore somewhere, sniffing women up from behind him, caught him on video. Guy was out. I guess he was a sex offender, and he's out. They release these people constantly, no bail, and they're going to put a $200,000 bail on a former president surrounded by Secret Service rather than let him out on his, quote, unquote, own recognizance. The whole thing's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope it angers you as much as it angers me and millions and millions of other Americans. These people are not going to stop. They are not going to stop, period. Majority of public either owns a gun or would buy one in the future. Hmm. This is from the Washington Examiner just a couple days ago, uh, 17th or 18th. And according to a new poll, we talked about this before, Washington Examiner is is approaching it a little bit differently, but it's the same poll that we talked about about a week and a half ago. But the number of gun owners has increased from just two years ago, according to a recent poll, Pew Research poll found that 32% of those surveyed own a gun, while 10% do not personally own one but live in a home that does, a jump of 2% from its poll in 2021. Another poll, and I forget who it was, forgive me for that, was showing about 60% gun ownership. In America right now, 47 percent reported that they do not own guns, but could see themselves owning one in the future. Hmm. A remaining 52 percent of those who do not own guns reported they would not own a gun if given the choice. You know who those people are? Those are people who, God forbid, hopefully never have a situation happen to them like happened to me back in 2002, because they will change their tune quickly quickly. And if you've ever been a victim of violent crime, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And when I hear stories like this, I keep going back to representative state representative from Ohio, Michael DeBose, a Democrat from South Cleveland who befriended me. And uh, the two of us became very, very good friends, completely diametrically opposed politically. But Michael DeBose and I became very, very close friends because of the gun issue. He voted against Ohio's right to carry twice until he became a victim of a violent crime. When three or four dirt bags chased him down a street while he was out walking for his own health in his own neighborhood, the next thing he knows, he was being chased by a dirt bag with a firearm. Fortunately, he made it to a neighbor's front porch in time, and the guy who was chasing him got scared away, got back in the vehicle, and fortunately, thank God, did not fire a shot at him. Shortly after that happened, Jim Irvine at Buckeye Firearms from Buckeye Firearms at the time and I put together a training class for him and some of his family and friends. I, mean, I think we had about 20 people attend that class in Ohio. I was able to get about 4,000 rounds of ammunition donated for that course. And Michael Debose changed his tune instantly as a result of the fact he became a victim and he's, he knows he's lucky to be alive. And I wrote the interview. I, I transposed his interview. And I turned it into a chapter in my first book, and I would recommend that you read it. It's worth the read, because these are people who have never found themselves in that situation. Now, there are people out there who would also tell you that no matter what happens, they would never agree to a, an abortion, no matter what the circumstances. They, these are people who would never agree with the death penalty, no matter the circumstances. And if you ask them point blank, if this guy murdered your daughter in cold blood, no, no. Death penalty is not the answer. There are people like that out there. But I would bet you, Greg, that the vast majority, over 95 percent of people who talk this nonsense would change their tune instantly if it actually happened to them. Agreed? Yeah. I think those numbers would jump. And that's just from personal experience. I think that's just a safe bet. Eighty one percent of gun owners, according to this survey, safe carrying a gun makes them feel safer. Now, interestingly, I had lunch with my with my daughter and my mom and dad today, and there was a, 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 a kind of a, arguably a bizarre guy sitting over to the right, was making my mom, 83 years old, feel a little bit nervous. First question out of my mom's mouth when I sat down, because my dad and my mom got there before my daughter and I did. When I walked in and sat down, what do you think the first question she asked me was? Do you have what is, a gun with you? Oh. I just looked at her and... Kind of gave her that goofy look, you know, what kind of stupid question is that? Ma, right? Of course. And my mom's response was good because this guy is really creeping me out. Didn't make a big deal out of it, but kept it right. He was. He he, he didn't fit in. He shouldn't have been there. He, He had that look. And when he got up and went into the restroom, I was paying very careful attention because he was sitting in a booth over across from us. I felt a lot safer. So did my mother. And my parent, both my parents and my daughter, because I was carrying a firearm today. That was today for lunch today, right here today, right now, as we're talking today. So those numbers are real. And I'm surprised that it's only 81 percent, not 100 percent. If you carry a gun, are you telling me that there's 19 percent of people who don't feel safe for carrying a firearm? Why are you carrying a gun? The majority of those who don't own guns but live in a gun household, a gun household, that's worded kind of funky, reported they felt safer, too. Well, that flies in the face of everything that town for Gun Safety wants to tell us and Giffords and the rest of the Moms Demand Action. That's a silly, silly name, too, by the way, when you think about it, Moms Demand Action. But the Bradys and the rest of them, well, that flies in the face with what they tell you. Really, real life on the streets is different. It's not what you read and what you hear and what you see. It's what you actually live. The reality is different than what these people and these outlets tell you. However, only 31% of people who didn't own guns reported that they enjoyed having a gun in the house, while 71% of gun owners reported they enjoyed it as well. Those are overwhelming numbers. That's why they have a gun, ladies and gentlemen. It's why you own a gun. And yes, you have a right to do it, no matter what David Hogg tells you. I hope he's out having a soy boy and soy latte today and, and meeting, meeting a new beta male friend. He deserves it. He just got out of Havid because he's a, such an intelligent guy. We all know why he went to Harvard. We all know why he got in. Good heavens. Already come to an end already, Greg? Now I hear the music tomorrow armed american radio is going to get up and do it again precisely because they don't want us talking about these things ladies and gentlemen which is why we talk about them every single day visit our partners that make the discussions possible every day six-hour studios will be lit lit up for you tomorrow daniel defense and crossbreed holsters mike will be on fire it's all brought to you by x insurance and all of our great partners check them all out at armed radio.com. until we meet on the radio tomorrow carry on carry off and carry absolutely everywhere never ever ever leave your cave Without your club. No self-respecting caveman would have ever been caught outside his cave without his club. Enjoy your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow.
0: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.